0: Welcome to How to Save Your Marriage with Nicola Beer, a full show of tips and practical strategies to repair, rebuild and strengthen your relationship. If you are currently stuck, wondering if your marriage can be saved, or you know you want to save it but don't know how to go about changing it, this show is for you. To book your free marriage strategy session with Nicola, get the free marriage ebook, or donate. If you are enjoying the show and want to help keep it flowing, visit www.nicolabeer.com. Hi and welcome. I'm so happy you're here. Today I'm going to be talking to you about gaming addiction. How to help yourself or a husband or wife that has a gaming addiction. Addiction in any form tends to be something that really affects relationships, not to mention can cause them to break down completely. But what is gaming addiction and why is it something that does damage to relationships? That's what I'll be covering in this episode. If you thought that this kind of problem was only reserved for teenagers with loads of spare time and no purpose in life, then think again. The problem is one that affects a lot of adults in relationships because the person who is addicted is usually obsessed with their activity at the expense of pretty much anything else which acquires their attention. Gamers tend to spend every minute of their spare time outside of the office or household duties playing games or researching ways to conquer their current games or finding out about new games that will be hitting the shelves in the shops soon. And with over 2 billion gamers in the world and a gaming industry making an excess of 138 billion in revenue, I couldn't believe this, then it's a problem that affects a lot of relationships more than we think. It's an escape for many gamers, an escape from reality and having to face day-to-day issues and chores. It could be I'm not getting on with my husband or wife or I don't want to engage with them because they've annoyed me so let me disappear into another world. Screen and phone addiction has been increasing rapidly over the years with our digital era that we're living in. Now people pick up their phones any time there's a gap between talking, any moment of waiting, whether the waiting is only going to be a few seconds or minutes. And anytime they want to get rid of feelings of boredom or of loneliness. The difference with gaming is that rather than a quick social media or WhatsApp message, it sucks people in for a long time. And of course, the games are designed to be highly addictive. Relationships are made stronger by the meaningful time you spend together. This can be simply hanging out together or doing activities together that bring you closer to that person. Spending time in a relationship is crucial because it helps us maintain that bond we share. And it makes people feel valued and loved. Most people, when they talk about the beginning of their relationship with me, share that they gave each other that time and attention. They made sure that they looked each other in the eyes, that they spent quality time together. And then over time, this can just erode. And often people, rather than speaking about what they're unhappy about in their relationship, they avoid talking and use the screen instead. Now, if you've listened to my podcast thoroughly, then in a couple of episodes, I've probably mentioned that I do try to get couples to focus on a minimum of 10 hours alone time a week to rebuild the friendship, the love, the passion, 10 hours wherever possible. In life, there are a lot of things that require our attention and spending time has to be divided between the things that we need to do, like work, family and other commitments that we make along our way. There's also important to spend time on our health. So it's understandable that spending a lot of time with each other may not be feasible. So if that is the case, then there has to be quality time when you're spending time together. Really giving each other that time to be together, to connect, to talk, to do things, to touch. These are really the key elements. And this applies to couples that aren't living together as much as it applies to married couples. So now I want to talk about why and how it affects the non-gaming partner. So the partner when there is another person in the relationship that isn't into gaming, or whether they're into gaming but they're not addicted, it can result in a deterioration of the relationship. Because gamers will usually want to spend every single minute catching up on their gaming, and this can mean that, and does mean, that it eats into meaningful time together. If you have a long day from work, have a commute home, get home and then start gaming, that's probably going to be the last two hours of the quality time that you've got before you're too tired to do anything else than just numb out. And this can leave partners feeling unappreciated, ignored, unimportant, disrespected, unloved and taken for granted. And it's normal if you're living with somebody who's addicted to playing games to wonder how much value you hold in their life. Why they'd rather do that than spend 30 minutes with you, talking or touching and showing affection and finding out more about what's been happening in your life. And this can then become a problem. And having worked with many women or men to single-handedly change this in their marriage, to single-handedly get their partner to stop being so obsessed with video games, I've heard countless times that mood swings are often happening when people lose games. And I've also worked with couples where neither one of them were addicted to gaming, however their children were. And this affected their relationship because the children's mood when they lose games can be a problem. If the gaming addict is unhappy, unless they are winning, this is gonna affect the relationship. Or if in order to win, they don't want any noise in the house, The non-gaming addict in a marriage will be scared to speak to them, will feel like they have to walk on eggshells around them in fear of an angry reaction. And the non-gaming partner can start to resent their partner because they have time for gaming and not for the relationship. And this is the most common kind of resentment. And the resentment can go both ways as well, as the person that loves playing the video games wants space to do what they want in their free time. They feel like their partner is nagging them and always on their case about this topic. They may feel that they want to play the games even more as an act of rebellion because, of course, nobody likes to be told what to do, especially in a marriage. And resentment kills passion and closeness. And it can bring up other problems that may not have been a problem in the relationship previously, like a way the couple speaks to each other. Or it can become a battle over control. Often the gaming addict will feel like their partner is controlling them or wanting to control them, wanting to dictate their life. They also may feel judged and criticised and so criticised back. They may say to their partner, You're addicted to your phone, or You're addicted to something else, just to throw it back. And then this is where arguments happen and nothing gets resolved in relationships. And where sometimes those may even get so annoyed with each other and so frustrated that they start ignoring each other, giving each other the silent treatment. And this is a real problem because very soon, things that never used to get in the way of the relationship can take up all of your time. And quality time can end up being either rejected and not happening, or the quality time can turn into bickering and arguing. And I've helped many individuals, couples and teenagers with gaming addiction, either online or in Dubai, and it really is a real phenomenon that needs to be addressed. Another way I see gaming addiction causing problems in the marriage is where a husband or wife will say to their partner, I'll only play when you are in bed asleep, so it doesn't affect you or shouldn't affect you. And this is something often someone with an alcohol, shisha, smoking addiction problem will say. And it's an illusion to think that because someone is doing something when the other is in bed, that they are not affected. Mainly because not sleeping together at the same time on a regular basis ruins the chances for intimacy and sex. Two, because the gaming, alcohol or shisha addict will likely be tired, grumpy and less energised in the morning to do things because of staying up later. And this can then ruin weekends together and also lead to separate rooms because of separate and different sleeping patterns. This is what happened in my relationship. My partner was addicted to numbing out in front of the TV. He watched trashy reruns of old movies and TV until really late smoking away until the early hours of the morning. I went to bed around 11.30 p.m. and he would join me hours later. And then I would get up around seven or eight and he would need to sleep in for hours. Or if he did get up, he would be moody and want to watch TV to get to a point where he wanted to talk. This led to separate beds and separate rooms and our close closeness deteriorated. We were more like friends flatmates, that lived in different worlds. So if you're struggling with an addiction right now, my heart goes out to you. And my question is, is it time to wake up? Is it time to seek gaming addiction treatment? Or perhaps online couple counselling support? I say this because the very sad reality, which also exists because of gaming addiction, is regret. Often, when people have recovered from their addictions, they express an intense amount of regret that they missed out on a lot of things while being addicted to their gaming. Not spending time with family, kids, loved ones, friends, learning new things, doing new things, remains high up on the list of regrets, along with losing a partner to divorce, falling out with children, and a breakup. As a result of the addiction and the problem in most cases is that by the time the person realizes they have a problem it's usually when the partner says it's too late there is no way of making up for the time that was lost i'm done because they probably tried so many things to help you already being addicted to gaming removes people from living in the real world with meaningful interaction and healthy relationships and instead traps the person in a virtual reality. There comes a time in this kind of relationship where the partner on the end of constantly being let down can no longer take it. And there's generally two ways that things can go, depending on how serious the relationship is. Either the partner decides it's not worth living a life this way and decides to leave, or they decide to invest in an attempt to help the person and they really want to turn around the marriage. So they either ask the partner to come to marriage coaching or they will ask the partner to get help. In the online gaming addiction treatment that I run alone with a person or as part of the online marriage counselling that I do, I always get the person to look at the benefits of what the gaming is giving them because it's obviously giving them some kind of relief. Habits become addictions when, because they give pleasure, because they give a relief. And then the relief or the pleasure may have stopped, but they can't find themselves able to moderate their use or to, to change alternatives. So one of the key things I look at is understanding the benefits, and then looking at what are the things that the couple can do, or the individual can do to change the habit. I also cover communication skills and other things to empower their life. How to design their life, how to deal with a low self-esteem or low mood, how to take control rather than letting the addiction or the habit control them. It's all about focusing on actions towards a better lifestyle. So if either of you are not ready to seek help right now, And I'm going to be sharing with you six things to keep in mind if you're trying to help your partner stop their addiction and if they refuse to seek gaming addiction help. The first is do not join their hobby. Ever heard of the expression, if you can't beat them, join them? In this case, the solution is not to join them ever. Firstly, because instead of addressing the problem and helping the other person realise they cannot keep choosing games over the relationship. It is just allowing the person to default back to their addiction. This does action does nothing for giving your relationship priority or for showing your partner that they need to understand how much they are devaluing the relationship by not giving you love, affection and attention. I've seen this many times with TV numbing, alcohol, smoking where people try to pick up the same habit to please their partner. And this isn't helpful long-term, because things have to feel good for both people in the relationship. The second thing is to definitely avoid calling it an addiction. While anything done in excess or with difficulty to self-control can be referred to as an addiction, this is not usually recognised as a mental addiction according to mental health diagnosis. The term in this case is mainly used as a simple way to refer to an unhealthy or an excessive video gaming habits that significantly interfere with social, relational, educational, occupational or emotional functioning. This is really what we're dealing with here. An unhealthy or an excessive habit that impacts relationships. It's a lot easier to just say video gaming addiction of course but it may leave them being very defensive and shutting down or shutting you out or picking on you, blaming you, and this obviously is not going to help you move forward as a couple. A lot of people are mainly in denial. They feel that they can control their gaming habit. They feel that they can cut down by themselves, and yet they may find that they can't. And even if they can't, no one wants to be told that they're an addict. They will most likely justify their behaviour even more. That it's your fault because you're boring. That it's because they have too much pressure. That it's a positive thing. And in order for change, they need to see that on some level, it's causing a problem. They don't need to say they have an addiction, but they do need to recognise it as a problem. The third thing to keep in mind is to not jump to conclusions too quickly about why they are... Turning to excessive gaming. Sometimes it is because there is underlying issues of depression, anxiety and interpersonal difficulties. Problems in the marriage. And yet it's not always the case. And so this should not be easily assumed that they have a problem. Let them decide, ideally working with someone that they trust, what the cause of them picking up this habit really is. As sometimes all it comes down to is an unhealthy obsession with games. And this is the core issue. People are often drawn in by the challenges, the competition, the strategy involved in beating the game. And doing so helps a person feel some kind of accomplishment. And let's not forget, as I mentioned before, there are 2 billion gamers out there. And that isn't surprising, considering that it's 138 billion dollar industry. They're going to make them addictive because it makes money. So don't go too deep or tell them that they have depression or they've got antisocial behavior or anything else because they've become hooked on video games. It doesn't give them much control when you say things like that and it's often going to hurt them and they may start to attack you or they may start to avoid you even more. The fourth is not to pretend that it isn't there. So whilst you don't want to jump to conclusions and go there, you also don't really want to pretend that it's not there because it's important to be honest in our relationships, to be honest and open, to share how we feel and how it's affecting us because you know this as truth. You know how it affects you. So you can definitely share in this part. You don't want to turn a blind eye and hope that everything will fix itself because... It rarely ever does. Having worked with marriages now for so many years, problems in marriages don't get better alone without working on them, addressing them, dealing with the issues face on. Sometimes partners want to avoid addressing the problem because they feel it's going to make matters worse. And whilst it is uncomfortable, having a little bit of conflict, having a little bit of discomfort in sharing how you're feeling, it's better to address it Then let things spiral out of control, let resentment build and build until either one of you doesn't want to try anymore. Be sure to know, if you're having this conversation with them, that they know that you love and care for them. That you're concerned about their habit. That you really miss spending time together. That you feel like this is affecting your relationship. That this habit leaves you feeling ignored and undervalued. How important it is for you two to discuss and deal with this as a couple and to spend quality time together. So these are the things that you wanna really keep in mind. The next thing is to look at what's next. If your partner is taking well to the points that I've outlined, then you may be asking yourself, great, I've asked this, what can I do next? If they seem like they are genuinely paying attention to you expressing your concerns, If there's a hint that they may accept that the gaming is causing a problem in the marriage, if they agree to cutting back for a few hours, a day or a week, depending on how much they they game, then help them. Help them by suggesting to spend time together, finding different things that you're both gonna be interested in and really enjoy planning what's next for you. Or maybe getting help, maybe deciding Okay, let's work on the relationship. Maybe the gaming was filling a void in the relationship. So getting help and support for that can be a great thing to do. The next thing is to never settle for feeling like you're less than the games. And by that, what I really mean is don't take it personally. It's not about you. It's about their choice of how they spend their time. I've had people tell me that they must be boring or dull. They must be unattractive. Why doesn't my husband or wife want to come to bed with me? They'd rather be on their phone playing Candy Crush. And as hard as this is, try and view the two as separate and not take it as a personal attack on yourself. It can be especially difficult if you have children and you are sad for the children or worry that the children will copy the same habit. And sometimes I work with this in a marriage where the partner's saying, Please help me to help them to see that this is not how we want to raise our children. Also, do not feel guilty for asking your partner to spend time with you. In a relationship without an addict, it is rarely something that you would need to consider. So do not let the fear of seeming too demanding creep into your head. It's natural that you want to spend time with your partner. Unless, of course, you're being demanding and wanting every minute Of their time and attention. Here there needs to be a balance, a balance between their own space and time for themselves and a balance for times and activities for the relationship. And remember this is not about having control over the habit, them having control or you having control. It's about helping you both to prioritize what things matter to you in your relationship when they're into their Gaming, if they are an addict, they probably have very little control. When they start, they find it very hard to stop. And they can get very aggressive and moody, especially if they're losing. Of course, you're bound to be hurt. Relationships thrive when both people are giving their all in the relationship. So, also look after yourself and be kind to yourself. Say positive things to yourself. Now, you may be wondering, when is the right time to reach out for gaming addiction treatment and help or online marriage support. I often find that many men and women would rather invest and agree to marriage support from me than dealing with an addiction because often the addiction has come as a result of underlying issues not been resolved over time. Now this is never to blame the other person But this is to look at, let's look at your lives holistically. Let's look at, is your relationship happy? Are you as individuals happy? Are your lives happy? Whenever I work with a couple, I work with them both individually first and then together. Individually and then together. This is like how the programme runs. Two lots of sessions. Individually then together. Individually then together. And the reason I do that is because if you think about it, you can never really fully Work on a relationship. You can only ever work on yourself in a relationship. So that's what I help people do in the individual sessions. We work on the relationships individually and then we come together. And having a third party who is professionally trained in the situation can be the jolt that a person needs to see the light again. All habits can be changed with the right action and focus. And when a couple are coming together to change them, they can re- get really focused on the solutions. I always believe, having had many addictions myself, from smoking, eating, drinking, I really believe in helping people by coming up with empowering alternatives. And this is where having a partner in the marriage counselling programme to help you change things can be really beneficial. Working on yourselves and together to have an amazing relationship now if you have heard my podcast if you've listened to my show for some time you know that I'm really focused on solutions I don't believe in the traditional marriage counseling where you have two people get together and they talk about everything that's gone wrong imagine doing that in this scenario the gaming addict will say yes I do this but it's because I we're not talking or because I'm not having sex or whatever it is And then the other person will say, well, I'm not having sex with you because you're doing this. And then it just comes a vicious circle and you're sharing and sharing and feeling more frustrated and more tense and nothing ever gets resolved. And so the key thing really is to individually come up with all the different things that you can do together to make the relationship happier, to do instead of one person being addicted to something and really helping the relationship and when you do that when you work on yourselves and work together on your individual and collective happiness and then happiness with the children everybody gets lifted up the whole family benefits and I'll say from what may have been an emotional bitter divorce so if you'd like to find out more about this then you can just go to my website nicolabeer.com book a call with me at the moment I'm offering 20 minute conversations to help couples decide if they would like to work with me or to ask any other questions that they may have about how to move forward. I'd love to hear from you if you would like to know support and sometimes people book a call because they want to find out and ask some questions about my audio program or about one-to-one treatment for addictions or anxiety or depression because they like the solution-focused approach. So in conclusion, no one likes to feel invisible in a relationship or unloved because their partner's time is consumed by something else. And often, in fact I will say all the time, the person who is addicted doesn't want to be addicted. So the key point we really want to have here is compassion. Compassion is one thing that really needs to be present, And so does the confidence to address it and not leave it. When we leave things, resentment builds and then there's more angry outbursts and angry silences. And if rejections, feelings of rejection persist, affairs can happen. Where a person looks outside the relationship for that attention. So whether with me or with somebody else, whether it's an audio program or one-to-one work, really do get support to create some positive change, letting go of negativity, resentment, finding actions that are going to help you become closer and more connected. And also if you have children and you're worried about children, do feel free to reach out to me. Because children can feel very rejected, as well if their parent is engaged in an addiction, whatever that addiction may be. And this can impact the child who feels ignored or rejected Unfortunately, obsessively playing games, obsessively being addicted to screens or anything else can really affect the quality of life, not only for the addict, but for all around. So I'm really grateful that you've taken this time to listen to this audio. You've given yourself and your relationship the time and attention already to help to take the first step in changing it. Awareness is always the first key to any lasting change. For any more support, do reach out to me. You can contact me through my website, and you can also get there my seven secrets to changing your marriage. My seven secrets ebook on how to fix your relationship is a very popular ebook and it's completely free at nicolabeard.com. From my heart to yours, have a wonderful week wherever you are, and I look forward to joining you in another episode very soon. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to How to Save Your Marriage with Nicola Beer. To book your free marriage strategy session today, you can visit www.nicolabeer.com, where you can also get the free marriage fixing ebook, request a topic for the show, and make a donation if the show has been of benefit to you and you want to help keep it going. We wish you an amazing, love filled day ahead.